Have you heard about the secret banking crisis? What is FedNow and FedCoin? Today, we're joined by financial expert Dr. Robert Costa to discuss FedNow and the secret banking crisis happening in the United States. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stingall here with Doug Norvell. We're very excited to announce that Dave Robbins will be uh, headlining on two shows this evening at uh, 5 p.m. Central Time. He'll be on Culture Wars with Will Johnson exclusively on Rumble. Search Culture Wars to find that. And then at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, he'll be on Stinchfield tonight on Real America's Voice. So you don't want to miss either interview that Dave will be on tonight. You can go to any of our social media accounts and get additional details on that. We'll be posting direct links for all that here momentarily. So be sure to tune in tonight to join Dave on Culture Wars with Will Johnson and uh, Real America's Voice, Stinchfield tonight with Grant Stinchfield. Doug, we have trouble saying wars on this show sometimes. We get made fun of for that. And world. At at the same time, it's hard. World War. But (laughs) nonetheless... (laughs) Sometimes we have to bring in other experts to talk yes, about some we do. things, and we're so happy today to have Dr. Robert Costa with us again. He joined us last week. We talked about BRICS extensively, so to go back and want to, to learn more about BRICS, go back and watch that with Dr. Robert Costa. Go to watch.endtime.com and look for last Thursday's show where we discuss BRICS and all sorts of things. We, we talked about a lot more than that, so you'll definitely want to go some mind-blowing stuff with BRICS. And we didn't even get to get into Fed now. Right. And this well, you hush, know, we, hush secret banking crisis. We had that conversation with them off air yes. after it was over. And, I mean, it blew my mind. I'm like, man, I'm glad you're coming back, Tuesday, because people need to hear this. So Absolutely. Yeah. So with FedNow, this is something that you need to know about because it's probably happening at your bank. It's happening at your parents' bank, your friends' bank. It's happening all around the United States. So we're going to talk about FedNow and the implications that it has on you personally today. So be sure to share this video. Give us a heart, and not just the blue thumbs up, but give us the heart, share the video, and then comment. That helps us go a long way into reaching your friends and family on social media. So welcome back to the End Time Show. Dr. Costa, so good to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. You showed us your notes before the show, and we don't have enough time to cover them all, but we're going to try. <laughs> we're going to try to get right into it. So uh, help us understand uh, FedNow and, and what in the world that is. Well, FedNow is a payment processing system that was basically developed and implemented by the Federal Reserve Bank. And in order to understand what I mean by that, um, you have to understand what it has essentially replaced. Um, Previously, all electronic banking transactions and the clearing of checks was done through the National Automated Clearinghouse Association, otherwise known as ACH. And to get a scope of how big ACH is, ACH did $73 trillion worth of transactions in 2021. That was until July 31st, 2023. 
where the Federal Reserve published in 2019 uh, Fed docket number OP1670. Looks like a leisure read that you have there. <laughs> it's it's a 92-page wow. uh, commentary on the proposed Fed now, which is now a reality, and it was inviting public commentary. Um, it's kind of funny because you referred to the secret banking system, and actually this stuff is being done and published online so i'm not sure how secret it is the problem is is that most people don't know where to look uh how to research it and quite frankly our national media doesn't cover these topics anyway um they're more interested in the ice cream that our politicians are eating than they are on a massive revision uh, potentially of our banking system. So at any rate, they created this system, this payment processing system called FedNow. Now, what you need to understand about FedNow and its replacement of ACH is previously ACH cleared all electronic banking transactions. Now, the motivation, according to the Federal Reserve, for creating FedNow was that the system was too slow. So let me, forgive me for uh, holding up certain documents, but this document can be obtained at nach.org.org. And the reason that it's .org instead of .com is .org indicates that this is a nonprofit organization. And indeed, ACH was uh, a nonprofit organization created by U.S. banks as a clearinghouse for its electronic transactions. So here is an organizational flowchart. Let me see. I'm trying to center this. And you'll see that the originating bank goes through ACH to get to the destination bank with a transaction and vice versa. Now, the reason I'm showing you that chart is because if you go to the federalreserve.gov, which is obviously a government website, uh, because the Federal Reserve Board of Governors is a governmental agency. And if you go to the Federal Reserve uh, website and you pull up a similar chart, you'll notice that now this chart, according to federalreserve.gov, you'll notice it's very similar to the ACH chart except the federal or fed now is in the spot where ACH used to be. And the reason that that is a little disconcerting to some people is basically a government agency is now running the electronic clearinghouse, which used to be run by a nonprofit organization set up by member banks. 
So in other words, the government theoretically has more access. And if you think that's bad, wait till we talk about FedCoin. But theoretically, the concern is that the government now has more access to your financial transactions than it did under the previous scenario. Hmm. Well, we're going to dive more off into that because we talk about government control here a lot, as you all know. So we want to know more about Fed now and what it, how it impacts you and I personally. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Dr. Robert Costa. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell, special guest, Dr. Robert Costa. We're talking about Fed now and the secret banking crisis. We're going to get into a little bit more detail, a lot more detail rather, on how Fed now is impacting you and I. Before we do, I want to remind you, uh, Dave Robbins and Jana, and actually Kara, uh, Irvin's middle daughter, my mother, and Judy will all be in South Bend, Indiana, September 16th and September 17th. 
in uh, South Bend. Dave will be teaching on Understand the End Time at 7 p.m. on the Saturday session and Breaking Prophecy News on the Sunday session at 10 a.m. You can go to endtime.com slash events to learn more about the venue and uh, specific details around that conference so you don't want to miss it. Uh, it's always a special treat to have Judy join any of those conferences, so be sure to come out if you're in the South Bend area. It's way more important than the Notre Dame football game going, <laughs> I guarantee you that. So be sure to come out and join us. Um, also, it, we will be in Indy that following week. We'll be doing our show live from the Indiana Convention Center that week, so you'll need to stay tuned for more details on that. And that Monday night, I think it's the 18th, we have a special event going on. It's a private event. Anyone in the Indy area should have been notified by it. If you're in the Indy area and you did not get notified, reach out to us uh, because we obviously have bad contact information for you. So uh, we would love for you to join us at a special private event in Indianapolis, Indiana. Reach out if you're in that area and you did not receive an invite. Doug will be there. I'll be there. Dave will be there. A lot of people will be at this special event, so make plans. It's always fun. All right, Dr. Costa, we are coming back to you talking about FedNow specifically. Um, you, you were referencing ACH uh, prior to the break. ACH, right. if I understand it, is privately owned. Is that correct? That's correct. It's a nonprofit organization funded by member banks. And FedNow is Federal Reserve, which you said is not federal, or it is, it is federal. Um, it is federal. But it's not... So we, we, I guess we've been under the understanding that it's not actually a federal entity. Well, it, it's very complicated. And that is... On a, purpose, uh, a, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yes, probably. Um, the government tends to complicate everything. So the Federal Reserve was formed as the reserve itself controls monetary policy. And it works with the United States Treasury, which controls fiscal policy. The concern was, originally, the concern was undue political influence. So each Federal Reserve, and there are, I believe, 12 districts. So here's a chart, also off the Federal Reserve website, that uh, shows you the structure of the Federal Reserve. The nation is divided into 12 regions, and banks in each region are supervised by that region's Federal Reserve Bank. The Federal Reserve, each Federal Reserve Bank has a president who is part of the, I believe, part of the Board of Governors in Washington, D.C. The Board of Governors in Washington, D.C., is a group of individuals that create policy for the Federal Reserve System. The Board of Governors in Washington, D.C. is a branch of the United States government, and the chairman of the Board of Governors, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, is appointed by the President of the United States and can be removed by the President of the United States, although that has never happened. So technically, the Federal Reserve System is not per se a governmental entity, but the Board of Governors is, and all examiners and officers 
of the Federal Reserve System are employed essentially by the Board of Governors in Washington, D.C., which is a governmental agency. So with Fed... That's about, that's about as simple as I can make something that's as confusing as mud. <laughs> uh, Fed now, so have they taken over every bank? They have not taken over the banks. They've taken over the payment system. And, well, ACH still exists because 100... They wanted to do the rollout of Fed now in stages. They were worried about taking our nation's electronic transaction system and bringing it under Fed now all at once. So the first rollout was on July 31st, 2023. So it has already happened. And 131 of our nation's largest banks have joined FedNow and are currently being serviced and processed by FedNow. And those banks include Capital One, Fidelity, First Bank, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, just to name a few. So at, at this point, with them taking that over, they can electronically track where we're spending our money and what, what our money's being spent on. Is that kind of where we're at? The Federal Reserve wants you to know. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. But that is so alarming to people that there have been a lot of so-called conspiracy theories that um, have basically, um, you know, erupted over Fed now, and the Fed, the Fed in the Associated Press, has come out with articles assuring you that they're not trying to monitor your transactions even though they can ah. they're not trying to seize your bank accounts even though and and again we'll get into the um uh the fed coin in a minute which is sort of it is different than fed now but it's another leg of the stool so to speak but the fed wants to assure you that they are not doing anything nefarious with your banking information, even though essentially they now clear every transaction for member banks, whereas previously they cleared batch transactions sent through by ACH. So the potential level of interference is much greater. Do these banks have a choice, or do they have to do this? Well, they they have a choice, but what FedNow did, which is very interesting, and if you read the OP1670 and you read some of the Federal Reserve pronouncements, they are offering it to member banks at such a discount 
that the concept is it's going to put anybody that doesn't embrace Fed now at such a competitive disadvantage, both in the timing of the transaction, because this is an instantaneous network. And what I mean by that is under the previous ACH, one of the big complaints was, okay, I deposit a check uh, in my bank account, but because it's an out-of-state bank that the check is written on, it takes two to three days to clear. Mm. Or I make a payment on the due date and it says payments may not be posted for one or two business days. That was the big complaint with ACH. And that's because ACH was accumulating and processing your transactions in batches between the two member banks. Whereas FedNow is clearing it instantaneously 24-7, and they are doing it currently at a discount. So they're offering these big banks a tremendous you know, competitive advantage over banks that are maybe not a part of FedNow or possibly reluctant to join FedNow. So there's a clear economic incentive. Sounds kind of familiar. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's real convenient. It's something that you're going to want to do because it's instantaneous like that in payments. And they just make it sound so good that people want to join up for this. Exactly. Now, mm-hmm. as, a, as course, a user, go ahead. I was just going to say, and the question is, how long will it be subsidized? And what will be the full cost of the program mm-hmm. once it's implemented? They would tell you what what should you care. It's the banks that are going to pay it, but like any other business, that that cost is going to be passed down to the consumer, which is us. Right. So as a customer, I don't have a choice. Like if my bank decides to start using Fed now, I don't get to approve that, or there's not a big meeting where all the bank customers get together and vote on that. It just happens, and now I'm in as a customer. That is absolutely accurate, 100% without qualification. Now, I would correct one statement, and that is, you know, it's, it's, you said it's going to happen. It has already happened. About 28% of the transactions nationwide um, were... Uh, captured in the first 35 banks to sign up. And now, as of July 31st, we're up to 131 banks. I haven't seen data on how many, you know, what percentage of the transactions that is. But mind you, these are our nation's largest banks. Mm -hmm. So there's a very good chance that if you bank with anything other than a local or possibly a small regional bank, you are already part of the FedNow system. Mm. And they're tracking, it's not just digital. We say people, I think people get caught up on it being digital, but you mentioned writing checks. Is it swiping right. your debit card? Is it 
your right. direct deposit from your job? What all transactions yep. are we talking about? Uh, pretty much any transaction that can be done electronically, definitely payrolls. Uh, of course, the Fed gets that information anyway by virtue of quarterly payroll reports and your W-2s. But basically, any transaction that is cleared between banks could be a part of Fed now. Um, now, there are some exceptions. It gets a little thick in the weeds. But for all intents and purposes, we're talking about all your electronic transactions and even your paper transactions, meaning checks. Why are you not like sitting in the shadow with a hood over your head and speaking <laughs> with your voice distorted? You are coming right out. We're telling people go to, I think it's Dr. Robert Costa on, on Twitter or X. Go look for you because you're going to be talking about this in detail in a series coming up, and that's where you're going to release it. You're just out there in the public. It seems like you would want to be in hiding. <laughs> well, the funny thing is this is all being done in public. There, so I'm not sharing with you any top-secret information that I alone am privy to. You can go to the Fed website right now and they've got a 12 page frequently asked questions you lost almost everybody at 12 page (laughs) nobody's going to read this stuff no and that's the problem is that people are more interested in really i hate to say it but our news if you listen to european news they're talking about bricks every day Mm mm-hmm I, you know, you can barely get the American media to talk about BRICS at all. Uh, if you look at overseas media, and I'm not promoting overseas media, but they're actually reporting a lot of the very significant things that the American media is not reporting. And uh, it's the very things that we've been talking about. Um, you know, most of my information on BRICS came from European sources, not from American sources. So it's international media and the end time show. We're the only ones talking about it. That's exactly right. (laughs) And go to Twitter and look up Dr. Robert Costa. Newsweek came out with an article just today, ironically, on BRICS. They saw last week's show, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but (laughs) I can only wish. But they literally came out with a story just today on BRICS and its impact on the U.S. dollar, Mm. which I thought was kind of ironic. Doug, it's getting interesting, more and more interesting as we go throughout our time, of course. But this show, um, man, after the break, we're going to start getting into the secret banking crisis that's happening here in the United States. So you don't want to go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. understand what is taking place except a man is born again he can enter or see the kingdom of God 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. Time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. Welcome back to The End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell and special guest financial expert, Dr. Robert Costa. We're so glad that he's joined us again today. We're talking about Fed now and the secret banking crisis, and we're going to get off into the secret banking crisis momentarily. But before we do, I want to remind you once again, uh, Dave and Jana Robbins will be in South Bend, Indiana uh, here in about a week. So go to endtime.com slash events to learn more about that conference, uh, the venue details, and a whole lot more at endtime.com slash events. Of course, we can help you over the phone as well at 800-END-TIME. Kara uh, will be there, which is Irvin and Judy's middle daughter, and Judy Baxter will actually be there as well. So we would love for you to come out and join us in South Bend. We'll be doing a special private event in Indy on that Monday, the September 18th. If you are in the Indy area and you did not get an invite, reach out to us. We don't have a good phone number, email, or address for you. So we need to hear from you in order for us to tell you about those details. So reach out to us. We'd love to tell you more about that and uh, have a special dinner, I guess, with our team, which will include Dave, Doug, and I. So uh, we're looking forward to that in the Indianapolis area on September 18th. Then we're doing our show live from the Indiana Convention Center that week. So we're going to have a lot of fun in Indy. That's where I'm. I'm from Indiana, Doug, mm-hmm. and I look forward to seeing a bunch of my family. If you see me rolling around there, it's probably like a family reunion, which could get a little wild because you know I'm I'm a little redneck, Doug. And I know. I'm just thinking wild. if people see your dad, they may think that that's you. I mean, they may go, "Wait a second. Never know. They might go up and call him Doug. They they might. You never <laughs> like, know. That like could they happen. Do me. That could happen. <laughs> now. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, if you're in the Indie Air, we'd love for you to come out and see us. Yeah. Um, we're joined today by Dr. Robert Costa. We're talking about the Fed now and secret banking crisis. Now, Doug, we on the break, you said something. You said it's about to get real interesting now when we start talking about this banking crisis. Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, you know, I mean, it blew my mind the other day because, you know. I, what we I, talked about off air with, yeah, with Dr. When, Costa? Yeah, when we started talking about Fed now, and, and of course, we moved into FedCoin, which was the part that was mind-boggling to me, Dr. Costa. But when I looked up FedCoin, Vince, when we were looking it up and trying to find it, I couldn't even find anything specifically just on FedCoin. It, it all referred me back to FedNow, and it didn't really give me a whole lot of information. I mean, I even tried DuckDuckGo. I tried some of the other search engines to see if 
maybe I could get something. So I, I think this is really going to be what a lot of people uh, want to hear, and, and they may not even realize they want to hear it because they've probably never heard of FedCoin before the other day when we did that first segment of this program. But today we're going to jump into that, and, man, that is, uh, like I said, mind-blowing. Made my jaw drop drop a little bit that day. So, so they need to... Stay tuned for this show. Share they might right need now. to go to international media mm-hmm. or check out Dr. Costa on Twitter because he's mm-hmm. going to be releasing more on that. Not only are we talking about the secret banking crisis, but he's got a secret information coming out in that. So, sure. uh, Dr. Costa, why don't you tell us a little bit about that before we move forward? I know you love it when I say that. <laughs> well, again, I'm not sure how secret all of this is. It's being done in the open. That's how they hide their secrets. Yeah, you just have to know where to look and be interested enough to look. I kind of don't want to steal the thunder of FedCoin or or, um, I'd kind of like to address, I think, how we got to such a point in time. But to answer Doug's issue... You won't find anything specifically on FedCoin, per se, because that's a nickname given Mm -hmm. to the uh, CDBC, which is Central Bank Digital Currencies. That is the nickname given to the United States CDBC. However, if you want to find out uh, a lot of official information on FedCoin, why don't we start with Executive Order 14067? Mm-hmm. That's Executive Order 14067, which you can get right on the web, uh, the uh, White House website, or you can get it by going to presidency.ucsb.edu. So you can go right to the web, uh, White House website uh, and look up Executive Order 14067, or you can go to other various sites. Uh, the one I just referred to is an educational website which tracks presidential administrations. But all you have to do is type in Executive Order 14067, which was signed by President Biden on March 9th of 2022. So this is an old, you know, this is not new information. And there's some really interesting things in Executive Order 14067, which I'd like to go through at some point in the conversation, but I don't want to monopolize. But uh, if you're looking for... If you're looking for information on FedCoin, that's a source of a great deal of very interesting information. Well, we get questions all the time about the CBDC, and people are wanting to try to understand it more. And, you know, we kind of covered a little bit of it. Dave did a program uh, back when Biden signed this executive order and started talking about it then. And so I know that a lot of people are interested in it because this sounds a whole lot like what – is a precursor to the mark of the beast. And, of course, right. anytime we say that, that really gets everybody to perk up because we talk about the mark of the beast quite often. And so explain to us anything that you've got that will help us understand exactly 
what you believe about how this will be implemented and what it means to us as uh, consumers and people who have all our money in our banks right now. So what, well, how is that going to impact the United States and the people here? Well, a CDBC, again, stands for Central Bank Digital Currency. And how it differs from Bitcoin or Dogecoin or Ethereum, how it differs from uh, those cryptocurrencies, just to name a few, is it is a, it is a true currency offered by a, a central bank. So China, for instance, came out about a year ago with the electronic yuan which is their digital currency. And so the United States, in response, is trying to come out with its own central bank digital currency, which people have sort of nicknamed FedCoin. We don't really know what it will officially be called yet, but we know that the Fed is actively working on its own digital currency. Now, the interesting thing is the Federal Reserve um, controls basically monetary policy. So through interest rates and the federal debt, they kind of control how much money is essentially being introduced into the system. Um, But the United States Treasury, under Janet Yellen, who, by the way, she is the uh, she is the uh, Treasury Secretary for the U.S. government appointed by President Biden. It's interesting where she came from. She is the former head. She is the former president of the San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank. So there's a lot of interconnections, as you can see. So the United States Treasury under Janet Yellen is actually the one that will be issuing our nation's CDBC, which we refer to as FedCoin. Um, So it's interesting because FedNow is controlled and operated by the Federal Reserve, but FedCoin, or whatever it will be called, is controlled and managed by the United States Treasury. Wow. So the other day when we talked about this, and we were talking about uh, the significance of Fed now being set in place already, we talked about the possibility of bank failures and how Fed now would be able to rush to our rescue if this were to happen across the United States with all the different branches, if, if something significant happened to cause that. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit and how that could be implemented? Sure. Well, we, we see a banking crisis, and again, I hesitate to use the word secret because a lot of this is so you know very much public knowledge but it's just sort of weaving it together and asking the question what does it mean but some of our nation's largest banks have failed 
And people don't realize, uh, I think, that they've failed because it may not be the bank that they bank with. So, for instance, Silicon Valley Bank is one or was one of our nation's largest banks. And what happened was Silicon Valley National or Silicon Valley Bank, what they did basically is they did a lot of cryptocurrency. And what they also did is they did, so they did large cryptocurrency accounts, which were, uh, or, or large West Coast businesses, uh, many of whom were doing a lot of business in cryptocurrency. And what happened was a lot of the accounts that they handled were over the FDIC insurance limit of Mm $250,000. And so what they did was when they were making loans and when they were doing their various investments, the offset was that, or, or, or when people were making deposits, large commercial deposits into their bank, the offset was United States Treasuries. The regulators at the Federal Reserve um, basically audit our nation's banks for what we call safety and soundness. And a bank can theoretically invest in almost anything but they are criticized very harshly if they invest in risky assets. So Silicon Valley Bank, ironically, invested in United States Treasuries, which is considered by the regulators to be a very safe investment. But what happened was with the collapse of certain Uh, cryptocurrency wallets, which were well publicized, all of a sudden people needed access to their their commercial deposits. So like a lot of businesses that did business on Pinterest, um, I believe it was, or it was either Pinterest or Etsy, they had bank accounts with um, Silicon Valley Bank. And what happened is as they were trying to access their money for payroll, the bank didn't have the liquidity to fund their withdrawals. And because they didn't have the liquidity to fund their withdrawals quickly enough, the bank actually failed even though it had assets sufficient to cover the liabilities and the withdrawals. I've got to cut you off there. We're hitting a break, but we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, 
we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell, special guest, Dr. Robert Costa. I do want to remind you that actually here in just a little over an hour, Dave will be live on Culture Wars with Will Johnson, exclusively on Rumble. And then later at 6.30 Central Time, he'll be on Stinchfield tonight on Real America's Voice. So be sure to check those interviews out. Dave's going to do a fantastic job talking to them about understanding the end time. And he's going to go on these shows and explain current events through a lens of Bible prophecy. So what we've been praying for is that not only the audience that that he gets to speak to tonight that uh, is not the normal audience that he speaks to, not only will their eyes be open, but we are praying that the host's eyes are opened however the Lord is leading them. So God's going to do some amazing things in these interviews. So be praying for Dave. He'll be going live with them Uh, two times here in the next few hours. You can go to any of our social media accounts and get the details on that. We'll be posting direct links so you can watch those interviews uh, here in just a few moments. So, all right, Dr. Costa, we've got a lot to cover, a little bit of time to do it. I know you're used to that because I've I've heard you preach many times and you you get a lot of information in there. I told you last week, as as you've, you've preached a lot of places, and I'm sure there's been a time or two where you say, I just need five more minutes. Well, <laughs> unfortunately with this show, we don't have five more minutes, so we got to move quickly. Absolutely. Can we talk about FedCoin? I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, forgive me for getting thick in the weeds there on the banking system, but to sort of wrap up the question, yes. the big concern is that we're, we're seeing weakness in the banking system, and it's... To, to dramatically oversimplify it, it's because the Fed has aggressively raised rates in a very short amount of time. And the reason that that's a problem is interest rates were very low for well over a decade. And so banks were used to borrowing at very low rates, and then they were lending the money out at very low rates. And when interest rates rise quickly, sometimes the banks have to get access to higher cost of funds than they have out in these low-rate loans or investments. In the case of Uh, crypto-friendly signature bank, which was another big bank failure. Um, The, um, you know, the the problem was is they were not able to liquidate their treasuries without taking massive losses to cover the liquidity that was going out their door. And I I was bringing that to your attention because Janet Yellen said uh, in a uh, congressional hearing, and you can find this in greater uh, depth in Newsweek on March 16th 
in 2023, she basically indicated in her testimony that if there is a banking crisis, that not all deposits would necessarily be bailed out. Certainly those above the FDIC limit, as was done in Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, she said, you know, if it doesn't directly affect the financial stability of the nation, um, we may not bail a particular bank's deposits out that are above the FDIC limit. The concern is that the Fed would be able to pick winners and losers and would pick, you know, maybe administration-friendly banks to bail out, which tend to be the bigger ones, and let the community bank depositors suffer. That is the concern, and you can see that in this article and through some of the questioning of James Lankford, who is a GOP senator from Oklahoma. It's a fascinating dialogue, but it sort of illustrates the potential for a banking crisis in our banking system right now, which I think that combined with the devaluation of the dollar, the dollar has lost 87% of its purchasing power since 1970. The dollar has experienced an 11% decline just in the last uh, less than a year due to inflation. So, and in that same time, our federal debt is continually going up. So time would not, uh, the uh, central banks of the world are dumping the U.S. dollar in mass at the same time that our um, that our currency is both being devaluated and our debt is going up, it is setting us up for a perfect storm. And so the government is looking for answers. And ironically, you say, well, what does this have to do with FedCoin? And interestingly, Bank of America said that this... Uh, the U.S. CBDC would preserve the dollar's uh, status as a world reserve currency, and the Wall Street Journal has predicted that electronic currencies are much closer than anybody imagines. When you combine that with the president's executive order, 14067, in which he instructed the Treasury Secretary, once again, Janet Yellen, who most people are unfamiliar with, he gave her 180 days. So that deadline has passed to come up with a detailed plan for American uh, electronic currency which we affectionately refer to as FedCoin. Hmm. Well, you said so you're I, getting deep in the weeds, but really it feels like it's getting clearer. Um, now you're mentioning things that affect just average people. You know, these aren't uh, business moguls or billionaires. You just said 
right before the break that uh, payroll wouldn't be funded. So that impacts anybody that's receiving a payroll check, direct deposit, whatever that would mean. You're saying that's that's already happened for some of these big banks that have gone under, but that's potentially going to happen here in the near future, and perhaps the government will then propose bailing out with FedCoin. I think that's what you said, correct? Well, that is the fear. There's, you know, there's a number of... Um, again, I hate to use the term conspiracy theories because we are redefining (laughs) on a daily basis what the difference is between a conspiracy theory and a fact. We found out that things that we were convinced were conspiracy theories years ago actually are more factually based uh, than we dared believe. So who's to know? But a lot of the conspiracy theorists, as they're called, are concerned that under the mantra of never let a good crisis go to waste, they're concerned that possibly the government would use a banking crisis to do something like, okay, we're going to bail out your we're going to fully insure your account and basically bail you out if you convert your accounts to digital dollars. But if you refuse to convert your account to digital dollars, then you're on your own just like any other creditor of this failed bank. Now, let me be quick to say that has not happened yet. And we don't have any hard facts that lead us to believe that that is what is being planned. But that is the fear. And when you read the executive order 14067, there's certain language in there that could exacerbate those fears. For instance, in subparagraph F of section section 2 of the executive order, it says we must support technological advances that that promote responsible development and use of digital assets. Um And then it further goes on to say, we're concerned with the technological architecture of digital assets and their implications for privacy, national security. And listen to this, climate change, the ability to exercise human rights and other national goals. So the executive order says we're concerned about the use of digital assets that don't promote the national goals, including, but not limited to, climate change, human rights. And and then further in the executive order, it says in subparagraph B 
and I'm, I'm, I'm skipping a lot of important stuff here, so I encourage your listeners to get this executive order. It's right there in black and white. In Section 4, subparagraph B, it says that Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, within 180 days of this executive order, shall submit to the president a report on the future of money and payment systems, including the conditions that drive the broad adoption of digital assets. Well, we already know that they've rolled out the payment system. Now the executive order says, what are the obstacles to the broad adoption of digital assets? And the president is saying, I want a plan to sort of overcome the obstacles to broad adoption. Dr. Costa, I hate to cut you off. I hate to cut you off. We've got less than two minutes left. I know before a financial expert, you're a disciple of Jesus. And a lot of what we've talked about, there are people who are relying on these things for their peace and security and comfort, and they may be scared out of their mind. Could you just talk for the last minute about who they should really be relying on? Well, absolutely. Thank you for the question. The, the fact of the matter is that the Bible indicates that God is our source and our strength. He is called Jehovah Jireh in the Old Testament, which means the God that provides. And of course, that name in the New Testament is Jesus. And Jesus said, don't worry about the lilies of the field. Don't worry You know, don't worry about where your food is going to come from, where your raiment is going to come from. The same God that takes care of the lilies and the birds is going to take care of you. And I ultimately believe in and have trust in that hope. Amen. Fear not. If you're with us on that message, no matter if you're with us on the rest of it, put in the comments right now, simply Jesus. That's what we need in our country and in our lives today. Just comment Jesus. Let us know you're with us on that point. Don't forget to join uh, Dave tonight on Will Johnson and Grant Stinchfield. You can check the comments for details on that. And give Dr. Costa a follow on Twitter or X at Dr. Bob Costa. Search him tonight and follow him because he'll be releasing stuff that I think may be secretive. So go there and check it out. Uh, We'll see you right here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.